Hi and hello. Welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Hurley and as always I'm joined by the creator of the rbr.music Instagram page, Jordan Murray. Each week, in true RBR fashion, we'll be bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. On the rbr.music radar this episode, we're going to be discussing the collaborative album from Yellow Wolf and Shooter Jennings. Yellow Wolf is a 43-year-old rapper from Tennessee known as Michael Wayne Ather. To date, he's had seven albums over a 20-year period, and he's teamed up with Shooter Jennings, who is Waylon Jennings' only son. He's an American singer-songwriter, guitarist and record producer, working with many artists over the years. Over to you, John. Right then. What can we say about this album? <laughs> what can we say about this album? I, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed listening to it. It feels as if it's genreless, like the merging... I say genreless, and then I'm just going to contradict myself. It's like the worlds of country and hip-hop, they obviously don't often meet, but the country rocker Shooter Jennings and acclaimed rapper Yellow Wolf, it seems to work for me. There's not that much rapping in it. There's hip-hop overtones, there's country, there's just new sounds, or new to me anyway. There's You've got electronic beats, you've got, you've got spoken word... It sounds like it shouldn't work, but I think it does. They're obsessed in this album with the 80s, the 1980s sort of sounds. Think The Cars, think Phil Collins. I mean this with some respect, with some respect. (laughs) I mean this with respect to both Shooter Jennings and the band I'm gonna point out next. I think it has some infectious riffs like Guns N' Roses. And even the piano ballads are a bit like Guns N' Roses piano-y ballads. The sound itself, not so much Yellow Wolf singing. Uh, It's nothing like Axl Roses, but take that as you will. Well, I think one thing that was clear, Jordan, is for me, I'll be dead honest, I hadn't heard of either one of these artists, which is why the rbo.music Instagram is, is so good to kind of push artists in front of people like myself. I've got to say, the first couple of times of listening, I found the album really, really tricky. I didn't quite know what it was about. I didn't really understand it. Over the years, I've liked country music. I've liked hip-hop. I've liked rock. I've liked a formula that this album does make up. I just didn't really get it. And it, and it, it took probably five or six listens before I started to understand what I liked and what I didn't like from the album. And I also felt that as I looked into more of the sort of artist's influences, I could see a lot more, which for me is not a bad thing, but I had to work hard for it. And that was the... A, a I nice... think that's, that's a typical good response for a very good, long-lasting album that you could go back to in a few months, a few weeks. 100%. Yeah, 100%. You don't understand. Like, for me, sorry, for me... I'm a big Rolling Stones fan, and Exile on Main Street took me years to get into. I just yeah could not understand what was going on with it. I'm not saying this is <laughs> Exile on Main Street by any stretch of the imagination, but my point is, I was going back to it to try and figure out what. Like, I like all the other albums of the Rolling Stones. With Shooter Jennings, I know Shooter Jennings. No, I don't know him. I I know his music. I've been a fan of his since 2006 with Electric Rodeo. um, I really enjoyed that album. Yellow Wolf, completely not on my radar. I know nothing about him. I was listening to him on Spotify 
Well, I was listening to this album on Spotify. There's other streaming services. Sometimes Why and I was enjoying it. And then when you finish the album, it goes on to other songs of the uh, of the artist. And I am not a fan of Yellow Wolf's other work. It was hip hop that almost made me seasick. It, <laughs> so with these two, <laughs> with these two people getting together, I mean, I had no idea what it could what would it be about i was expecting it just to be a rock album or country rock uh because it's huge jennings but yeah the sounds was so different from would you say it's hip-hop and alternative country or country rock yeah i think it's probably quite hard to give it two sub-genres that meet because when you actually understand particularly yellow wolf's influence I think I was reading, you know, there's like Johnny Cash and Black Sabbath and Kraftwerk and The Doors and, you know, naming bands that, you know, we would, you know, have in our, you know, top whatevers. Um, but then, but then I also know that he, he's, I think he's heavily collaborated with um, Eminem, who I think was his mentor as well, from what I read. So obviously he's someone who has clearly got pedigree. Um, it's not ever been in front of me before. I wouldn't have known he was a rapper based on this album. Um, there's one track that I struggled with a little bit called Shoestring, and he does a bit of what I would call spoken word rap, I suppose, that's uh, quite melodic and beat after beat. But I actually really like the guitarist in that song, but I just didn't really like that style of rapping. And there is a little bit of rap out there that I do thoroughly enjoy. So for me, in its isolation, this album me isn't a... It isn't a hip-hop album, in my opinion. If anything, if I was to summarise it, it feels like a bit of a best-of-the-80s come 90s rock-pop. It's almost like glam metal. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Like, like um, oh, I, I can pitch them, but I can't. Like like Motley yeah, Crue, yeah. that's who I'm thinking of. Glam metal like yeah. Motley Crue. Uh, but it's, it's toned down a little. It's not as, I don't know. Well, some tracks are pretty in your face on this album. It's it goes from really hook heavy standout tracks to ballady stuff to things that are almost on the cusp of going to 1980s Michael Jackson. The first album, the first album, the first song. Sometimes why was the first? Yeah, song? Uh, title track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was listening to it, it sounded like that could have been Michael Jackson's bad. Well, I, I actually threw this, um, trying to write sort of, I don't know, key words towards each track, and I put 80s movie soundtrack, no idea. <laughs> no idea. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We have no idea. No, it, it was it was being kind of honest. I didn't really understand it, but it didn't, didn't dislike that one. And then as I went through the other tracks, I, I was finding, like, what I'd got 80s montage sounds. There was, I think there was a bit of a... 90s grip to it as well i think there's a bit of those post grunge pop rock middle america type sort of sound as well so i think the album definitely does lean itself um lend itself to a number of different sort of sounds and in a weird way it it got me more hooked however it wasn't an easy listen for me i mean both of them have obviously worked with like many other artists i think um Yellow Wolf has worked with Bubba Sparks, obviously Eminem, we mentioned before, Ed Sheeran, Kid Rock. The, 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 you know, the, these are pretty pretty big people. DJ Paul, big people in, in the music industry across the board. I think there's no denying a really clever, quirky album. And, you know, one thing 
George always says to me is we have to have an element of critique because I can be a bit of a soft ass and try and sort of like everything and I do try and find the good in everything musically um, I did with this but it was a, a, a much harder journey and I think unfortunately because of its nicheness, I think a few people might just not get to a second time play, which would be a shame. For me, it is a problem because I, I enjoyed the album and I, I like to go and see bands live, but I don't know if if they got together and did this album live and just this album, then that'd be fine. But if Yellow Wolf is, I, I'm sure he's got a huge following. Well, he has got a huge following. I don't know how it, his fans could, it, this album just, I don't understand where it would fit in his live repertoire. And same with Shooter Jennings, if he's he's playing the music, but is Yellow Wolf going to take time out to sing on the stage with him? I don't think this represents their style of theme from what I did a little bit of research away from this album, you know, I'm not going to buy it as a as a record to play on my record player. It will it'll hang around Spotify and I'll uh, nip back into it. There were a couple of tracks that I did really enjoy and we'll touch on it in a little bit, but it was a bit busy for me. Yeah, well, I think what I can say to the listeners is let this album take you on a journey. Yeah. Let it take you on a journey because it can take you from a heart-wrenching and emotional ballads like catch you on the other side to to a thrash metal sound like you haven't heard since early Metallica or, or even Motorhead so yeah if you weren't convinced by Yellow Yellow Wolf's hip-hoppy stuff which I never knew existed I think this album will convince you that he has got a definite talent for songwriting and again I don't think you know for me as an individualist I like the journey and kind of more of a flow but lots of quite heavier metal rock influenced albums they, they don't they don't flow they they are disjointed on purpose and i looked at some of the playlists that this you know, these guys had appeared on and it was a little bit sort of metal heavy hard rock one thing i did love i think the album cover is cool if anyone looks it up it's sort of a, a a man riding into the distance into essentially some kind of sunset slash eclipse but it actually looks like an eyeball as well. It, I think it represents the album really well. And the other thing I noticed, it was quite in line with recent albums we've discussed, and maybe this is just where modern albums are. It was, again, 10 tracks, 44 minutes long. It's quite short for me. Well, I suppose at this point, best place to go next, would you say, George, is to give it its official rbr.music star rating. Yeah, I've toyed with the idea of four out of five because I like listening to it with the windows down, the sun out. It's a fun album. I think there's more hits than misses on it, but I think the misses are so out there. I'm going to bring it down to 3.5. Okay, okay. 3.5. And I would I'd certainly echo what you mean when it comes to driving tracks and great sort of random playlist tracks. And I'm sure if you and me were sitting around having a few beers and whatnot and one of these tracks come on, we, we would enjoy it definitely. There are some really cool tracks on it. Yeah, it's, it's an enjoyable album, and three point five is nothing to be sniffed at. No, it's, not at all. I think I think check the album out, give it a, a listen. I hope they collaborate again because uh, I find it really interesting. It's not the it's not what you expect from a rapper <laughs> and a uh, country rocker. No, well, I think that is a great way to sort of point people in the right direction. So over to this episodes the good the bad and the rad which as it says in the tin it's three tracks one good one one bad one and one particularly rad one i'm going to start with you jordan you get to pick the good one because i think you found 
a few more good tracks than I did at, at your taste. Start with the good one then. Yeah, the good song for me would be Rock and Roll Baby. Lyrically, it's not very powerful. You don't have to think too much. It's a radio friendly one. I think it should do well. Yeah, and I, I agree with the good track this week, definitely. Yeah, I really liked it. A really cool track. And it builds, it's a great building track. So I can definitely see it being, I think it has like radio play as well. I got the bad track to choose this week as I took a lot longer to warm to the album. And even though I have warmed to many tracks with on, uh, on this album, track five, Shoestring just isn't for me. It is a bit spoken word. It's a type of rap that isn't really for me. And um, as I was clumsily getting myself through this album and learning as I went along, this was just something I couldn't, I couldn't move away from. Not for me at all. Well, the, the, irony, the irony is, I said this to, to Jord before we, we started recording, that I don't like the track, but there's a brilliant, like, early guitar riff that sort of, it's almost like, it's got a Johnny Cash kind of vibe. That's it, it. It just it's really cool. And when it starts, I do actually love the start. I just can't get past the the, the vocals and uh, that happens in a few of the songs. I think on this album, where I don't like how it starts, or I don't like the middle of it, or what have you. But there's parts of the song which is so good. It's like, oh wow. So you listen. I don't actually skip it. I'm still listening to it, but I'm not enjoying this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that's the bit I like, which is kind of odd, I suppose. And good in a bizarre sort of way. But yeah. I think that's why we have have a little bit of trouble getting it, because there are aspects of every song which is really good, just not as a whole. Well, less of the bad and now more of the rad. So, Jordan, what is our chosen rad track? In true 80s style, where we're talking about self-worth, and just forgetting your worries. Make Me a Believer, I think, is just a brilliant song. Every time I hear it, sometimes I just play it when I'm driving. Just, I go straight to that song. It's a driving, it's a driving album. It's just fun to listen to. But this song in particular is, it just makes me happy. I know music should make you think, music, music is art, but music should make you happy as well. You, you don't always have to, be overthinking things. This is just fun. It makes me smile. And if something makes me smile, it must be good because I'm a miserable old man. No, I think you're, I think you're spot on with this one as well. And for me, I was somewhere between our good and rad track are quite similar for me. And yeah, yeah. picking this one as the rad track, it, it is. It's um, when I was making my notes, listening to it, I just kept writing the words '80s montage, '80s montage," and I could see that kind of that filmic backdrop of probably a quite sort of cheesy piece of television or film but it works so well i tell you what i could absolutely hear danger zone and yeah, yeah it's yeah. got that yeah it's it's a it's a really cool track and it's um you talk about putting it on your driving playlist i put it on my running playlist because it's got this kind of like melodic thud to it that's quite cool um so it's yeah become become a bit of a workout running playlist uh, uh, um, jobby for me this one a couple of great tracks there and one other track less said the better on the bad anyway nice one everyone for listening please do take some time to have a listen to this album because it is really interesting and you will find some tracks now that are brilliant quirky niche and very cool as well don't forget to tell people about it and also the rbr.music instagram where you can find this and many other album reviews 
please do like, subscribe, and feel free to leave any comments or reviews. We do like to hear your comments at rbr.music. And once again, thank you very much for listening. Thanks very much.